0: Section 41 of Report of the President's Commission on the Assassination of President Kennedy, the Warren Commission Report. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Report of the President's Commission on the Assassination of President Kennedy, the Warren Commission Report by the president's commission on the assassination of president kennedy chapter seven lee harvey oswald background and possible motives part three defection to the soviet union after oswald left the marine corps in september of nineteen fifty nine ostensibly to care for his mother he almost immediately left for the soviet union where he attempted to renounce his citizenship at the age of nineteen, Oswald thus committed an act which was the most striking indication he had yet given of his willingness to act on his beliefs in quite extraordinary ways. While his defection resulted in part from Oswald's commitment to Marxism. It appears that personal and psychological factors were also involved on August seventeenth nineteen sixty three oswald told mr william stuckey who had arranged a radio debate on oswald's activities on behalf of the fair play for cuba committee that while he had begun to read marx and engels at the age of fifteen the conclusive thing that made him decide that marxism was the answer was his service in japan he said living conditions over there convinced him something was wrong with the system and that possibly marxism was the answer he said it was in japan that he made up his mind to go to russia and see for himself how a revolutionary society operates a marxist society on the other hand at least one person who knew oswald after his return thought that his defection had a more personal and psychological basis the validity of the latter observation is borne out by some of the things Oswald wrote in connection with his defection, indicating that his motivation was at least in part a personal one. On November 26, 1959, shortly after he arrived in the Soviet Union, and probably before Soviet authorities had given him permission to stay indefinitely, he wrote to his brother Robert that the Soviet Union was a country which, quote, i have always considered to be my own end quote and that he went there quote only to find freedom i could never have been personally happy in the u s end quote he wrote in another letter that he would quote never return to the united states which is a country i hate end quote his idea that he was to find quote, freedom end quote in the soviet union was to be rudely shattered Whatever Oswald's reasons for going to the Soviet Union might have been, however, there can be little doubt that his desire to go was quite strong. In addition to studying the Russian language while he was in the Marines, Oswald had managed to save enough money to cover the expenses of his forthcoming trip. While there is no proof that he saved $1,500, as he claimed, it would have taken considerable discipline to save whatever amount was required to finance his defection out of the salary of a low-ranking enlisted man the extent of oswald's desire to go to the soviet union and of his initial commitment to that country can best be understood however in the context of his concomitant hatred of the united states which was most clearly expressed in his november twenty sixth 1959 letter to his brother robert addressing himself to the question of why quote i and my fellow workers and communists would like to see the present capitalist government of the u s overthrown end quote, oswald stated that that government supported an economic system quote which exploits all its workers end quote and under which quote art culture and the spirit of man are subjected to commercial enterprising and religion and education are used as a tool to suppress what would otherwise be a population questioning their government's unfair economic system and plans for war he complained in his letter about segregation unemployment automation and the use of military forces to suppress other populations Asking his brother why he supported the American government and what ideals he put forward, Oswald wrote, quote, Ask me and I will tell you I fight for communism. I will not say your grandchildren will live under communism. Look for yourself at history. Look at a world map. America is a dicing country. I do not wish to be a part of it nor do i ever again wish to be used as a tool in its military aggressions this should answer your question and also give you a glimpse of my way of thinking so you speak of advantages do you think that is why i am here for personal material advantages happiness is not based on one's self it does not consist of a small home of taking and getting happiness is taking part in the struggle where there is no borderline between one's own personal world and the world in general i never believed i would find more material advantages at this stage of development in the soviet union than i might have had in the U.S. I have been a pro-communist for years and yet i have never met a communist instead i kept silent and observed and what i observed plus my marxist learning brought me here to the Soviet Union. I have always considered this country to be my own. Responding to Robert's statement that he had not renounced him, Oswald told his brother, quote, on what terms I want this arrangement. He advised Robert that, one, in the event of war, I would kill any American who put a uniform on in defense of the american government any american two that in my own mind i have no attachments of any kind in the u s three that i want to and i shall live a normal happy and peaceful life here in the soviet union for the rest of my life four that my mother and you are in spite of what the newspaper said not objects of affection but only examples of workers in the U.S. Despite this commitment to the Soviet Union, Oswald met disappointments there just as he had in the past. At the outset, the Soviets told him that he could not remain. It seems that Oswald immediately attempted suicide, a striking indication of how much he desired to remain in the Soviet Union. It shows how willing he was to act dramatically and decisively when he faced an emotional crisis with few readily available alternatives at hand he was shocked to find that the soviet union did not accept him with open arms the entry in his self-styled quote historic diary end quote for october twenty one nineteen fifty nine reports quote i am shocked my dreams I have waited for two years to be accepted. My fondest dreams are shattered because of a petty official. I decide to end it. Soak fist in cold water to numb the pain, then slash my left wrist, then plunge wrist into bathtub of hot water. Somewhere a violin plays as I watch my life whirl away. I think to myself, how easy to die, and a sweet death. To violins. End quote. Oswald was discovered in time to thwart his attempt at suicide. He was taken to a hospital in Moscow where he was kept until October 28, 1959. Still intent, however, on staying in the Soviet Union, Oswald went on October 31 to the American Embassy to renounce his U.S. citizenship mr richard e snyder then second secretary and senior consular official at the embassy testified that oswald was extremely sure of himself and seemed quote, to know what his mission was he took charge in a sense of the conversation right from the beginning end quote. he presented the following signed note quote, i lee harvey oswald do hereby request that my present citizenship in the united states of america be revoked i have entered the soviet union for the express purpose of applying for citizenship in the soviet union through the means of naturalization my request for citizenship is now pending before the supreme soviet of the ussr i take these steps for political reasons my request for the revoking of my american citizenship is made only after the longest and most serious considerations. I affirm that my allegiance is to the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. End quote. As his quote, principal reason end quote, for renouncing his citizenship, Oswald stated, quote, I am a Marxist. End quote. He also alluded to hardships endured by his mother as a worker referring to them as experiences that he did not intend to have himself even though he stated that he had never held a civilian job he said that his marine service in okinawa and elsewhere had given him quote, a chance to observe american imperialism end quote, but he also displayed some sensitivity at not having reached a higher rank in the marine corps he stated that he had volunteered to give soviet officials any information that he had concerning marine corps operations and intimated that he might know something of special interest oswald's historic diary describes the event in part as follows quote, i leave embassy elated at this showdown returning to my hotel i feel now my energies are not spent in vain I'm sure Russians will accept me after this sign of my faith in them." Quote. The Soviet authorities finally permitted Oswald to remain in their country. No evidence has been found that they used him for any particular propaganda or other political or informational purposes. They sent him to Minsk to work in a radio and television factory as a metal worker. The Soviet authorities denied Oswald permission to attend a university in moscow but they gave him a monthly allowance of seven hundred rubles a month old exchange rate in addition to his factory salary of approximately equal amount and considerably better living quarters than those accorded to soviet citizens of equal age and station the subsidy apparently similar to those sometimes given to foreigners allowed to remain in the soviet union together with his salary gave oswald an income which he said approximated that of the director of the factory in which he worked even though he received more money and better living quarters than other russians doing similar work he envied his wife's uncle a colonel in the mvd because of the larger apartment in which he lived reminiscent of his attitude toward his superiors in the marine corps oswald apparently resented the exercise of authority over him and the better treatment afforded to communist party officials after he returned to the united states he took the position that the communist party officials in the soviet union were opportunists who were betraying their positions for personal gain he is reported to have expressed the conclusion that they had quote, Fat stinking politicians over there, just like we have over here. End quote. Oswald apparently continued to have personal difficulties while he was in Minsk. Although Marina Oswald told the commission that her husband had good personal relationships in the Soviet Union, Catherine Ford, one of the members of the Russian community in Dallas with which the Oswalds became acquainted upon their arrival in the United States stated that mrs oswald told her everybody in russia quote, hated him end quote. jean de another member of that group said that oswald told her that he had returned because quote, i didn't find what i was looking for end quote. george de thought that oswald must have become disgusted with life in the soviet union as the novelty of the presence of an american wore off and he began to be less the center of attention. The best description of Oswald's state of mind, however, is set forth in his own historic diary. Under the entry for May 1, 1960, he noted that one of his acquaintances, quote, relates many things I do not know about the USSR. I begin to feel uneasy inside, it's true, end quote under the entry for august to september of that year he wrote quote, as my russian improves i become increasingly conscious of just what sort of a society i live in mass gymnastics compulsory after-work meeting usually political information meeting compulsory attendance at lectures and the sending of the entire shop collective except me to pick potatoes on a sunday at a state collective farm a patriotic duty to bring in the harvest the opinions of the workers unvoiced are that it's a great pain in the neck they don't seem to be especially enthusiastic about any of the collective duties a natural feeling i am increasingly aware of the presence in all thing of lebaizin shop party secretary fat fortyish and jovial on the outside he is a no nonsense party regular. End quote. Finally, the entry of January 4 to 31 of 1961 quote, I am starting to reconsider my desire about staying. The work is drab. The money I get has nowhere to be spent. No nightclubs or bowling alleys. No places of recreation except the trade union dances. I have had enough. End quote. Shortly thereafter, less than 18 months after his defection, about six weeks before he met Marina Prusakova, Oswald opened negotiations with the U.S. Embassy in Moscow, looking toward his return to the United States. Return to the United States In view of the intensity of his earlier commitment to the Soviet Union, a great change must have occurred in Oswald's thinking to induce him to return to the united states the psychological effects of that change must have been highly unsettling it should be remembered that he was not yet twenty years old when he went to the soviet union with such high hopes and not quite twenty-three when he returned bitterly disappointed his attempt to renounce his citizenship had been an open expression of hostility against the united states and a profound rejection of his early life the dramatic break with society in america now had to be undone his return to the united states publicly testified to the utter failure of what had been the most important act of his life marina oswald confirmed the fact that her husband was experiencing psychological difficulties at the time of his return she said that quote, immediately after coming to the united states lee changed i did not know him as such a man in russia End quote. she added that while he helped her as he had done before he became more of a recluse that quote, he was very irritable sometimes for a trifle End quote. and that quote, lee was very unrestrained and very explosive End quote. during the period from november nineteenth nineteen sixty two to march of 1963 after the assassination she wrote that quote in general our family life began to deteriorate after we arrived in america lee was always hot-tempered and now this trait of character more and more prevented us from living together in harmony lee became very irritable and sometimes some completely trivial thing would drive him into a rage i myself do not have a particularly quiet disposition but i had to change my character a great deal in order to maintain a more or less peaceful family life marina oswald's judgment of her husband's state of mind may be substantiated by comparing material which he wrote in the soviet union with what he wrote while on the way back to the united states and after his return while in the Soviet Union, he wrote his longest and clearest piece of work, The Collective. This was a fairly coherent description of life in that country, basically centered around the radio and television factory in which he worked. While it was apparently intended for publication in the United States, and is in many respects critical of certain aspects of life in the Soviet Union, it appears to be the work of a fairly well-organized person oswald prefaced his manuscript with a short autobiographical sketch which reads in part as follows quote, lee harvey oswald was born in october nineteen thirty nine in new orleans louisiana the son of an insurance salesman whose early death left a far mean streak of independence brought on by neglect entering the u s marine corps at seventeen this streak of independence was strengthened by exotic journeys to japan the philippines and the scores of odd islands in the pacific immediately after serving out his three years in the u s marine corps he abandoned his american life to seek a new life in the u s s r full of optimism and hope he stood in red square in the fall of nineteen fifty nine Vowing to see his chosen course through. After, however, two years and a lot of growing up, I decided to return to the USA. End quote. The collective contrasts sharply with material which Oswald seems to have written after he left the Soviet Union, which appears to be more an expression of his own psychological condition than of a reasoned analysis. The latter material expresses great hostility to both communism and capitalism. He wrote that to a person knowing both of those systems, quote, there can be no mediation between those systems as they exist today, and that person, he must be opposed to their basic foundations and representatives. End quote. And yet, it is immature to take the sort of attitude which says, quote, a curse on both your houses. End quote there are two great representatives of power in the world simply expressed the left and right and their offspring factions and concerns any practical attempt at one alternative must have as its nucleus the traditional ideological best of both systems and yet be utterly opposed to both systems such an alternative was to be opposed both to capitalism and communism because quote, no man, having known, having lived under the Russian communist and American capitalist system, could possibly make a choice between them. There is no choice. One offers oppression, the other poverty. Both offer imperialistic injustice tinted with two brands of slavery. End quote. Oswald actually did attempt to formulate such an alternative, which he planned to quote, put forward quote, himself he thought the new alternative would have its best chance to be accepted after quote conflict between the two world systems leaves the world country without defense or foundation of government end quote after which the survivors would quote seek an alternative opposed to those systems which have brought them misery end quote. oswald realized that Quote, their thinking and education will be steeped in the traditions of those systems and they would never accept a new order complete beyond their understanding as a result he thought it would be quote, necessary to oppose the old systems but at the same time support their cherished traditions expanding on his ideas on how his alternative to communism and capitalism might be introduced he wrote of a quote, readily foreseeable economic political or military crisis internal or external which will bring about the final destruction of the capitalist system and indicated that preparation in a special party could safeguard an independent course of action after the debacle quote, which would achieve the goal which was quote, the emplacement of a separate democratic pure communist society but one with union communes democratic socializing of production and without regard to the twisting apart of marxism marxist communism by other powers" end quote. while quote, "resourcefulness and patient working towards the aforesaid goals are preferred rather than loud and useless manifestations of protest" end quote, oswald went on to note quote, "but these preferred tactics now May prove to be too limited in the near future. They should not be confused with slowness, indecision, or fear. Only the intellectually fearless could even be remotely attracted to our doctrine, and yet this doctrine requires the utmost, utmost restraint, a state of being in itself majestic in power. End quote. Oswald's decided rejection of both capitalism and communism seemed to place him in a situation in which he could not live with satisfaction either in the United States or in the Soviet Union. The discussion above has already set forth examples of his expression of hatred for the United States. He also expressed hatred of the Soviet Union and of the Communist Party, USA, even though he later referred to the latter as, quote, trusted longtime fighters for progress, end quote he wrote quote, the communist party of the united states has betrayed itself it has turned itself into the traditional lever of a foreign power to overthrow the government of the united states not in the name of freedom or high ideals but in servile conformity to the wishes of the soviet union and in anticipation of soviet russia's complete domination of the american continent there can be no sympathy for those who have turned the idea of communism into a vile curse to western man the soviets have committed crimes unsurpassed even by their early day capitalist counterparts the imprisonment of their own peoples with the mass extermination so typical of stalin and the individual suppression and regimentation under khrushchev the deportations the purposeful curtailment of diet in the consumer slighted population of Russia, the murder of history, the prostitution of art and culture. End quote. A suggestion that Oswald hated more than just capitalism and communism is provided by the following, which was apparently written either on the ship coming back or after his return from the Soviet Union. Quote, i have often wondered why it is that the communist anarchist capitalist and even the fascist and anarchist elements in american always profess patriotism toward the land and the people if not the government although their ideals movements must surely lead to the bitter destruction of all and everything i am quite sure these people must hate not only the government but our the people culture traditions heritage and very people itself and yet they stand up and piously pronounce themselves patriots displaying their war medals that they gained in conflicts long past between themselves i wonder what would happen if somebody was to stand up and say he was utterly opposed not only to the governments but to the people to the entire land and complete foundations of his society oswald demonstrated his thinking in connection with his return to the united states by preparing two sets of identical questions of the type which he might have thought he would be asked at a press conference when he returned with either great ambivalence or cold calculation he prepared completely different answers to the same questions judged by his other statements and writings however he appears to have indicated his true feelings in the set of answers first presented and to have stated in the second what he thought would be least harmful to him as he resumed life in the united states for example in response to his questions about his decision to go to the soviet union his first draft answered quote, as a mark of disgust and protest against american political policies in foreign countries my personal sign of discontent and horror at the misguided line of reasoning of the united states government," end quote. his second answer was that he quote, "went as a citizen of the us as a tourist residing in a foreign country which i have a perfect right to do i went there to see the land the people and how their system works," end quote. to the question of quote, "are you a communist?" End quote, he first answered, "yes" Basically, although I hate the USSR and socialist system, I still think Marxism can work under different circumstances. End quote. His second answer to this question was quote, No, of course not. I have never even known a communist outside of the ones in the USSR, but you can't help that. End quote. His first set of questions and answers indicated his belief that there were no outstanding differences between the Soviet Union and the United States. Quote, Except in the U.S., the living standard is a little higher. Freedoms are about the same. Medical aid and the educational system in the USSR is better than in the USA. End quote. In the second simulated transcript, which ended with the statement, quote, "Newspapers, thank you, sir. You are a real patriot," End quote. he apparently concluded that the United States offered. Quote, freedom of speech travel outspoken opposition to unpopular policies freedom to believe in god end quote, while the soviet union did not despite the hatred that oswald expressed toward the soviet union after his residence there he continued to be interested in that country after he returned to the united states soon after his arrival he wrote to the soviet embassy in washington requesting information on how to subscribe to russian newspapers and magazines and asked for quote, any periodicals or bulletins which you may put out for the benefit of your citizens living for a time in the usa End quote. oswald subsequently did subscribe to several soviet journals while marina oswald tried to obtain permission to return to the soviet union she testified that she did so at her husband's insistence in july of nineteen sixty three oswald also requested the soviet union to provide a visa for his return to that country in august of nineteen sixty three he gave the new orleans police as a reason for refusing to permit his family to learn english that quote he hated america and he did not want them to become americanized and that his plans were to go back to Russia. End quote. Even though his primary purpose probably was to get to Cuba, he sought an immediate grant of visa on his trip to Mexico City in late September of 1963. He also inquired about visas for himself and his wife in a letter which he wrote to the Soviet Embassy in Washington on November 9, 1963. End of section 41. Recording by Linda Johnson.